Welcome to Betrayal Trauma SOS. I'm honored to learn with you today. I'm your host, Jenny Brockbank. Today we are talking about intuition and the connection between what our bodies know that our brains take time to catch up to. You know that time that you knew that something was off? You were right, and your body knew it. Let's explore together. I'm so grateful to have you join me today. I also want to say that I am grateful for some other people as well. A special shout out to Photo Ready Pineapple on Instagram, who has created some stunning social media things for Betrayal Trauma SOS. Also, so many people offering thoughts and resources for me to study, think about, and ultimately present here. I appreciate the opportunity to bounce around ideas with people who I greatly admire. I benefit from their beautiful insights. And today's episode, along with past episodes, incorporates the ideas and resources of people who let me stand on their shoulders. Also, a special thanks to my good husband, who is kindly supportive of me sharing some things that have left him quite vulnerable. His desires to help others heal is a gift, and I am thankful. Also, last week I announced that I had a meditation for the episode I Am Sacred that would be exclusively on the Betrayal Trauma SOS YouTube page. I apologize, but in the end, I didn't really like what I had written, so I rewrote it. The I Am Sacred meditation that I now love should be up later this week. Just a note that all sources are listed in the episode description. They are also easy to access on the BetrayalTraumaSOS.com website. Okay, let's do this thing. Intuition. In his book, Treating Trauma from Sexual Betrayal, Dr. Kevin Skinner says the following, quote, Most individuals report that they felt something was wrong in their relationship long before they knew the truth. Close quote. When I first began recovery, I would only make boundaries based on what I could prove. I have a dear friend who taught me that recovery becomes richer when we can make boundaries based on our gut or intuition. She was right, and learning to do that drastically changed my life. The trick is that when addiction is involved, we likely don't have all of the facts. That's where intuition comes in. What is intuition? I love the following definition of intuition from Brene Brown's book, the gifts of imperfection. Intuition is her fifth guidepost. I will refer to this book later as well. Quote, Intuition is not a single way of knowing. It's our ability to hold space for uncertainty and our willingness to trust the many ways we've developed knowledge and insight, including instinct, experience, faith, and reason. Close quote. It's all of those things combined. I'll personalize this with my own story regarding cultivating intuition. My story begins in our marriage therapist's office. We were meeting for a formal disclosure, and in many ways, this day was my discovery day because I was made aware for the first time how severe my husband's addiction was. The disclosure lasted over three hours, and I remember being a mix of gratitude that my husband was allowing me into his inner world for the first time and shock as well. When I learned about the times that my husband's acting out was at its peak, I realized something. 
Every single time that I thought something was off, I had been right. Every single time. I admit to being a little frustrated with myself. I knew that something was wrong. God had told me. My body also let me know that I was unsafe. But I didn't know how to act on those feelings. I didn't know anything about creating safety for myself. And I was concerned that doing something about the feelings risked my eternal family. After all, it was based on something that I had no tangible proof of. I really have to work on compassion, that I did the best that I knew how at this time, and when I knew how to handle things better, I did so. I'll give an example of how I did better after I knew better. During our disclosure, I learned that certain behaviors from my husband were signs that he was engaged in his addiction. A short time after disclosure, I saw some of these behaviors reappear. Based on his sideways actions, plus some personal revelation through prayer and scripture, I implemented a boundary to protect myself. I couldn't believe the difference. I could act and not be acted upon. I had options even though I had no tangible proof that he was acting out with his addiction. I was free from being a victim. It took some time, therapy, and work But while I waited to see if my husband would find honesty or not, I honored myself based on intuition. That included a heavy emphasis on personal revelation. Thankfully, my husband eventually confessed the truth and we were able to progress. However, if he had refused to find honesty, I could have made different decisions and still not have been a victim. Again, from treating trauma from sexual betrayal, Dr. Kevin Skinner says the following, quote, It has been my experience that most individuals dealing with sexual betrayal are able to detect something is wrong, but they can't put their finger on the problem. Once they have full disclosure, they realize that their instincts were correct. Basically, full disclosure helped my intuition in regards to knowing more. Again, knowledge is part of intuition, and even though disclosure was an incredibly painful experience, I needed more knowledge to trust my gut in new and powerful ways. I've been in many meetings with women who, like me, just know that something is off, but they can't quite put their finger on it. If this resonates with you, you aren't alone. In regards to this, Brene Brown says the following, Quote, psychologists believe that intuition is rapid-fire, unconscious associating process, like a mental puzzle. The brain makes an observation with existing memories, knowledge, and experiences. Once it puts together a series of matches, we get a gut on what we've observed. Close quote. So many times, I would tell my husband something like, In prayer, I felt strongly that something is wrong, and my husband would appear to think about things and then let me know that I was wrong in what I had heard from God. He assured me that he was doing well, and the sideways behaviors I was seeing were because of various stresses. He didn't confess the real reasons, which were, of course, his behind-the-scenes behavior with addiction. Of course, in hindsight, I can see that his behavior uh, was gaslighting, which is a common therapy term, and crazy-making. If you want to know more about gaslighting, send me a message, would you? I might consider that subject for a future episode. 
My husband hadn't found honesty yet and was doing what he could to protect the only way that he knew how to cope, which of course was through addiction. Believe it or not, I now have compassion for this. I don't, however, allow myself to be a victim of this behavior any longer. More on boundaries in a future episode. What I want to get past is this. Proof is more than what we can see. It took a formal disclosure for me to start creating boundaries based on my gut intuition. Intuition is a heavenly gift, and as Brene Brown said, it's knowledge, insight, includes instinct, faith, and reason. For me, this includes divine revelation. I welcome all religions to join me here and am interested in learning from others. I do own that I am most familiar with doctrine from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and there will be things that I have learned from that doctrine in some of the following things. My intent in the Forum of Recovery is not to convert you to my way of thinking. It is my truth, and if it doesn't gel with you, that's okay. Take what you like and leave the rest. Also, feel free to add to my understanding by contacting me individually if you have different beliefs. David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said this, quote, Endowed with agency, we are agents, and we primarily are to act and not to be acted upon, especially because we seek to obtain and apply spiritual knowledge. Boundaries are crucial for acting and not being acted upon. However, there are important steps that help with boundaries. One such step is today's subject, which is developing intuition. How can we develop that intuition muscle so that we can act and not be acted upon? I have a few ideas to offer, and you can see if they are good fits for you to try. I share them today because they have greatly enriched my own life and my own recovery. These are five principles that I strive to live by and that have greatly enhanced my ability to use intuition. Number one is to walk by faith. Faith is an integral part of intuition for me. It has helped me to know that in my situation, it was worth the effort to keep going when things seemed hopeless. It has helped me to rely on God in new and meaningful ways. It has allowed me to act when I didn't have facts to back up my actions. I am better able to see God's guidance as proof enough for what I need to do. Richard G. Scott, who was an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said this, quote, I witness that as you gain experience and success in being guided by the Spirit, your confidence in the impressions you feel can become more certain than your dependence on what you see or hear. Close quote. Isn't that a fascinating thought? We can come to have enough reliance on the Holy Ghost that we can trust that guidance more than what we see and hear. Living completely by faith is kind of like walking in complete darkness. Pitfalls await, but the Holy Spirit warns, guides, and directs. Developing this kind of spiritual attunement is life-changing and a lifelong process. Even though we will experience victories along the way, we never completely arrive. There is always more to learn. There are different ways to discover that deity speaks to us and new discoveries. Walking by faith is a fascinating, thrilling, and fulfilling journey. Unimaginable horizons await, and it is by faith 
that we find them. Quote, Faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Wherefore dispute not because ye see not, for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. Close quote. Number two, learn to be still. Psalms 46.10 says in part, quote, Be still and know that I am God. Close quote. In Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed, she talks about an uncertain time in her life. She says, quote, Stop moving, stop talking, stop searching, stop panicking, stop flailing. If you just stop doing, you'll start knowing. Close quote. When relying on intuition, we need to listen to our bodies and to God. We can't fully receive messages until we learn to be still. Great ways to practice learning to be still include listening intently during prayer, meditation, and yoga. Something else that might help is the serenity prayer, which says in part, quote, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Close quote. I know that many 12-step groups use the serenity prayer, including the SA Lifeline group that I have occasionally attended. I have personally found the serenity prayer to be beneficial in my own reminder of needing stillness. Number three, check out that gut instinct or that gut intuition, um, what we're thinking uh, we feel with prayer check it out with God. Gaining the skill to listen to God and make decisions accordingly is so personal, and God answers in various ways to various people. I will share a turning point for me in regards to this, in case it might be helpful for others. This is from the scripture found in Doctrine and Covenants 8.2. Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart, by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. Maybe just try this out and see if it's a good fit for you. I started experimenting with this concept by asking God questions and then paying attention to my heart and mind. My mind can be logical, analytical, and can direct me to make decisions based on a series of reasoning. Yet my heart can be passionate impulsive, and can make decisions based solely on emotion. When the two are at peace with one another, I can start to see that I likely have an answer from God. Sometimes I even see light in my mind. Wrestling out the answer with him has proven valuable and rewarding for me. The more I've contemplated the scripture, the more I learn that my body is related to revelation. Something else that I've learned is that the Holy Spirit can teach truth in various ways and the methods are not all positive in nature. Before starting recovery, I was once praying and asked for a specific blessing for my marriage. I will never forget my powerful and painful reaction. I immediately found myself with the most terrible pit in my stomach. I have never felt so hopeless and destitute. I was sobbing in a ball on the floor. It was a warning of the most painful sort, and I needed to hear it. It moved me towards action and helped me to begin to see the terrible reality of the state of my marriage at that time. In fact, it was probably the most motivational thing for me to go seek recovery. For me personally, I learned that day that my gut 
is connected to the Holy Ghost. Which leads to number four. What does your body say? Are you feeling unsafe in any way? Is your stomach telling you something? Do you just seem to know that something is off and can you literally feel it somewhere? Maybe you can feel it in your bones or your heart or your stomach. If I could go back and tell myself something, it would be this. Listen to that gut feeling that something is off, Jenny. You are right. Our spirit and our bodies combine to create the soul. Consider that maybe your spirit is aware of something and your body might be reacting to that. Getting in tune with our bodies is one of the most important elements of recovery. In the LifeStar group therapy program that I participated in, we spent the first part of every meeting doing check-ins. For the first few months, I felt like this was a waste of time, and I admit that I felt impatient. Over time, however, I saw the brilliance of checking in. Check-ins became the heart of my recovery. In fact, being in tune with oneself is the heart of most any recovery. During our check-ins, we reported on the whole self. It became a relief to check in with myself and report on how I was doing physically, emotionally, spiritually, with femininity, slips, victories, and more. The more seriously I took checking in, the better I did in recovery. Especially because for those of us who struggle with trauma, we dissociate from our bodies. Getting back in tune with how we are doing, really doing, is crucial in understanding our gut responses. Number five, knowledge. As Brene Brown says, knowledge is part of intuition. Sometimes we need more knowledge before we can act on gut instinct. If you'll remember, my disclosure helped me a great deal in regards to making better choices. I did need more knowledge and it did help. I have to be careful, however, in regards to acquiring knowledge in regards to my husband's addiction. There have been times that the Holy Ghost has guided me to exactly the information that I need to know. Other times, though, searching from a place of fear has been very destructive to me. In case it's helpful, I'll share how I handle this. I have a boundary with myself that I will not seek knowledge from a place of fear and only if I feel guided by the Holy Ghost. I have loved learning about and discussing intuition today. And again, thank all of those who supported me to make this episode so much better than if I had created it alone. On May 19th of 2020, I'll draw a winner for the Betrayal Trauma SOS First Aid Kit. You can enter to win on the Betrayal Trauma SOS Facebook page. Next week, we're talking about finding your voice and how to use it so that it is heard. I hope you'll join me. If this episode has been helpful for you, then I hope you will consider subscribing, leaving five stars, and or consider sharing it with someone who might benefit. Betrayal Trauma SOS can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and at BetrayalTraumaSOS.com. Let's heal together.